When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to the Nile or Nine podcast. It's myself, Nile, and Andrea here. How you doing, Andrea? Yo. Hi, Nile. Woo! It's, it's been it's been a couple of weeks since we were on. Um, we've been very busy, boys and girls. And uh, you know, this episode is really just a check in with all of you guys and check in with Andrea and ourselves and seeing how are yeah. we all up to, what are we all doing, what's been happening in the world of music, and. Um, yeah, stuff like that. Really. It's loosey goosey. It's just a little. It's um. It's a coffee with me and Matt. We're it's just, back we're to school. A it's a back to school edition, is what it is. It's really. Back to school, and we're just gonna have a little, little catch up. Um, first on the agenda, very sad news. Coolio has passed away. Yeah, it was the first thing I saw this morning when I woke up. Poor old Coolio. He died at fifty nine in his friend's house in Los Angeles. Obviously, everyone knows Coolio as the gangster uh, paradise, gangster paradise um, artist. And also, um, he had a few other. He had a single that I bought on um, CD single that came out after that, and uh, it was called One Two Three Four. Do you remember nineteen ninety five? No. Um, same year as Gangsta's Paradise. It was very popular. Um, I mean, that's. I was trying to think this morning when I saw the headline. I was like, I don't think I can name another Coolio song. Well, you, I can tell you, there's a song called One Two Three Four Something New. Is okay. what it's called. Wasn't 
wasn't a bad song. I must come back and have a listen. But no, uh, in recent years, Coolio had, had become one of those artists that tours around Ireland and plays. You know, um, mm. in your, like, playing the local nightclub in your hometown, that's what Coolio yeah. has done in the past. Or playing, like, a student's union gig or something. Yeah, like that's exactly. That's sort of, like, that, yeah. that circuit. He was doing a lot of that uh, in Ireland anyway, so... Um, yeah, uh, that's well, that's just what sad. happens. So apparently, he worked on a track with Christy Dignam um, at some point hmm. uh, in the summer, because he has he has uh, he has Irish representation um, who are also, I think, represent oh. versatile as well. So because he was on the versatile art, uh, he was on a versatile song at that's one point. True, that's yeah. true. And they were were they due to support him or they did Yeah, I think him? it was or maybe they did vice versa, I'm not mm, sure. Um something like that. And Coolio definitely like endorsed them and said like, "Oh yeah, these guys are cool or whatever." I remember yeah. that happening and I was like, "Coolio, you you don't know them." <laughs> yeah. You've never heard of or listened to these guys. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. okay. None it's of us okay. hold it against you. <laughs> but, um, well, you know, they're still yeah. out they're still out there and doing well. And uh yeah. so, you know, um that's what happens you people people actually don't get cancelled we know that you mm. know so this, don't make me upset first thing uh, on Thursday morning. <laughs> well another thing that was very upsetting um that happened in the last week was ferris sanders uh passed away over the weekend Um the uh famous uh jazz saxophonist obviously last year um released one of my album of the year with floating points, um, two generations, yes. two very different um, generations colliding on one album called Promises. Uh, I actually listened to it uh, last Thursday, I believe. So, yeah, sad um, to hear he was Niall, 81. This is really embarrassing, but I think this is the first time hearing of this. Oh, no. <laughs> <And it's> Thursday. <laughs> oh, I don't no. think I heard this. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. no. It was five really days sad. ago. It was over the weekend. That's why I, I actually didn't oh, hear God. about it till um uh, saturday yeah it was think of saturday but maybe it was oh saturday. that's really sad yeah oh, sorry but sorry awful. to be the bearer of bad news there that's okay <laughs> I'm, but i was like i think like, i'm no i must have if it was over the weekend i must have heard this but i don't think i did yeah hmm. sorry maybe sorry. i didn't i forgot i don't know anyway very sad yeah sad week yeah, yeah but he, um he blew his last trumpet for sure yes um and uh was a uh left an amazing back catalogue as well and to be honest not one I've really delved into but uh, an awful lot but uh, is nice excuse know, to do it now I would start with the Floating Points album from last year if you if you if you haven't heard that it beautiful. is fantastic uh, a beautiful um, record but just as people pass on people are born and oh. then people every year they celebrate a birthday oh on I the see anniversary where born Niall you had a birthday this week I did yeah I tell did. us about that yesterday <laughs> um what's there to tell I'm I'm I'm, I'm older now I've entered no, my pumpkin spice like latte era. <laughs> no don't be this what's there to say I'm older now I don't know I mean it doesn't doesn't um wisdom come with experience and age so yes yeah. on the second count but uh, on the first count I think I need a bit more time in which to okay and to, to figure out how I feel about it, I do. I, I turned 40 this week, guys. And it's, um, I had that thought where I was like, God, I'm halfway to 80. That's a long, that's, mm. that's a big age. 
So, yeah, I don't know. I'm sure, look, plenty of people out there uh, listening to this who have turned 40 before, but it's, uh, it is a um, it's a milestone. And it's been, I was getting so used to being in my 30s. Do you know what I mean? I was well, getting so I'll used t- to it. I'll, t- I'll tell you something that might make you feel a bit better. Um, Harry, my boyfriend, who I mentioned a lot on this podcast, he was, I don't know what he was saying yesterday. He was saying something, complaining about being old or I'm getting old or something. And I said to him, well, Niall is 40. And he's really cool and with it. So <laughs> I'm not accepting any of this like, oh, no, I'm too old or I can't do, like, you know, I'm over it or whatever. I'm like, no, yeah. Niall's 40 <laughs> and he's cool. So shut up. So there you go. You were used as an example. OK, but um, as a birthday treat for you, Niall, I have made you a quiz. Oh, great. Yes. <laughs> so Amazing. would you like to do this quiz? Cle- it's 10 oh, questions. God. You know, well, I mean, the last quiz I did didn't go too well. No, this oh. is the, these questions are all to do with either your birthday, the year you were born, or the number 40. Okay, <laughs> so, great. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I can't fail. So it's fine. Okay. Um, I haven't prepared any quiz music, so just pretend that there's some quiz music here. Oh, I had some um, music lined up. Oh, go for it. No, I had some. I don't know where it is now. Okay. Oh, yeah. Why would you have some music lined up? You just found out about this quiz. Anyway, (laughs) question one. Niall, you share a birthday with one of these singers. Which one? Is it A, Avril Lavigne, B, Kelly Clarkson, or C, Jessica Simpson? Oh, shit. I didn't know this. Um, Mm. I think it's... Jessica Simpson, maybe. Do you want to know the, the answers as we go along? or will I? Yes, tell you so I want end? to know the answers as we go along. Why would I tell you at the end? That's so stupid. Like, <laughs> of course you want to know them. Sorry. <laughs> I'm only awake. <laughs> it's okay. It's just me. <laughs> I'm the only one here. And the listeners, the of course. You can, you, can, you. you can also play along, but, you know, keep score. Um, I'm afraid that is incorrect, Niall. Oh, the but answer... I know two other singers. Go on. The answer is A, Avril Lavigne. She was born on your birthday in 1984. Right. Do you know who was born on my birthday um, in 1982, the same year and day as me? No. Who? St. Vincent, Annie Clark. Might have told you that before. Really? Yeah, she's the exact same age as me. Wow. (laughs) She's She's a bit cooler than me, but and she's achieved a lot more in a different way. But fair play to her. Well, you know. What you know, has she done in terms of the like Dublin nightlife scene? What has she I done for Dublin nightlife? Not nearly nightlife? as much as you. Nothing. <laughs> like, nothing. <laughs> oh, also, not. Hilary Duff is another uh, person who I shared my birthday with because I thought you were going oh, that okay. angle. So No, do you know what? I saw her on a list and I was like, no, I'll replace her. <laughs> who will I replace her with? Jessica Simpson. I don't know why. They just seem right. comparable in my mind. Anyway, yeah. question two. Okay. This week... Pitchfork released their list of the best songs of the 1990s. But which of the following songs came in at number 40? Was it A, Ghetto Boys, Mind Playing Tricks on Me? Was it B, Pavement, Gold Sounds? Or was it C, Mary J. Blige, Real Love? I mean, this is, this could be number 40. This is (laughs) arbitrary. Um, Completely. I'm not good at making quizzes. <laughs> I can't um, seem to find the angle on questions that I should find. It's, 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 a, it's a guessing game. Um, it is. I'm going to go with Mary J. Blige. It's not. It's pavement. But I will head, say I was a bit mean here because 
um, A, B, and C, they were number 39, 40, and 41 in the list. <laughs> so. I, shouldn't, I just shouldn't do quizzes anymore. It's fine. No, no, it was a lazy question on my part. I'm sorry. <laughs> Quiz master. Okay. Okay, here's, here's, here's a question. In what year did the UK top 40 begin? Oh, no, wait. <laughs> In what year? Okay, okay. In what year did the UK top 40 begin including downloads alongside physical sales? Good question. Thank you. I thought, because I'd read that, I thought you were going to go with when did the pop uh, chart start, which I've read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The um, history of modern pop by Bob Stanley, mm. but do not remember the exact year. <laughs> I, I think it's it's hard to find an exact year because there's like, there's the US and there's the UK. Well, I think the UK chart was like somewhere in the 40s, 1940s, because okay. he, he covers a lot of music from that start in that era. But anyway, we're talking mm. about downloads. So We're talking about ooh, downloads. Downloads. Um... I think it was later than probably I'm thinking. Um, there's no, there's no multiple choice here, is there? No, I just have to guess. No, I can no, make one. I will guess. You. I will guess. I will guess. Um, oh, maybe I should have given you a multiple choice here. It's okay. You're really bad at quiz. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've just completely like lost confidence in this two, quiz so quickly. <laughs> let's say, um, is it 2000 and? Download, so not streaming. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, this could. Mm. Is it like two thousand and three? Oh, it's two thousand and five. Ah, so you were right in thinking that it was later than you thought. Um, okay, yeah, we're okay. A bit slow no, back then. I I believe in you for this next one. I don't. <laughs> no, like this is you'll get this. I promise. The Beastie Boys have released. 40 singles in their career. Oh God. But, okay. <laughs> no, but what major artist did they first support on tour in 1985? Yeah. Okay. Thank you for the easy one. It's Madonna. It's Madonna. Madonna. It's Madonna. It's Madonna. <laughs> I was, I was tempted to do the BC boys have had 40 singles name as many name. of them as you can. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, okay. um, uh, she's on But it. I didn't do that. It's crap. <laughs> <laughs> Fight for okay. your right. Paul Revere. No. I do I do think they get easier coming from here now. Okay. Question number five. What was the biggest selling album the year that you were born? And we're going worldwide sales here. Mm. I can um, tell you it it sold sixty-six million copies. Well, I mean, I don't really remember the first year of my birth, unfortunately. No. No, that's very few of us that's do. unfortunate. Um, eighty two, nineteen eighty two. Some big albums released that year. Was there? <laughs> oh yeah. Um, nineteen eighty two. I'm gonna leave you to ponder that for a moment while I let the cat out of the room. Okay. I made a, I made a list once. I made a list once of um, there was like a music genealogy for the website actually, and I, I remember I'm pretty sure I put Thriller by Michael Jackson in that list for the uh, 1982. So I'm gonna go with that because it's the only one. Okay, it's correct. It's Thriller 1982's oh, Michael Jackson album. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was a I'm music... not a very good quiz master either. Um, you do yeah, and I th I think in in the was it the no in some other chart by some other metric it was 
an ABBA album. So I was like, oh, maybe oh it could interesting. Be, um, what was that one called? Pass Passengers? Is that right? They have an album uh, called Passengers? No, no, visitors. I can't remember. Visitors, visitors. Visitors. Is that it? Yeah, yeah. it might. It might have been that one. Yeah. So um, uh, you oh, think okay. In twenty eight, because the website's been going so long. In two thousand and eight, I did a thing called that was going around called the Music Genealogy. So you put in a li- list your favorite record from every year you've been alive, and that was the first one. Obviously, that was my and then we had 1983 was R.E.M. Murmur. That's what I had in here. I had 1984 Run DMC. You were really vibing with that when you were title. one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, retro. What about my year? Uh, 1990. Jane's Addiction, Ritual and Dillo Habitual was what I had in there. So I'm sure okay. I am sure I could change that now. What yeah, would you, what, 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 do you know what was number one the year you no, were the biggest selling album don't. of the year? Okay, no. let's find out. Let's let's turn the tables on you. Oh well, now now you can't use this question in my birthday quiz, though. Okay, well I mean, um, but I'm looking it up anyway. Janet Jackson, no. What best selling no. album? No. Billboard. What's your favorite? Okay, uh, what's your favorite Madonna album? I'd have to say the best of Madonna. No, it's the Immaculate Collection. <laughs> <laughs> is the is the biggest seller here according to the best selling albums of 1990. Oh. Yeah, but um, so it's like says, a it says Janet Jackson's Rhythm Nation was the best singing and best performing album of the year. Um, yeah, across the year. See, it's all it's all. I don't know if you can count a compilation. It's a bit cheeky. Yeah, I'm not counting a compilation. Did you see what Madonna called her recent uh, compilation? No. Oh God! I mean, <clears throat> you know the way Madonna has a has a reputation. Mm. Uh, well, she didn't do herself any favors by calling uh, her most recent collection of music uh, like "Finally Enough Love" fifty number ones. I'm like, I'm just, I'm sure it's some reference to something, maybe one of her songs, presumably. But finally, enough finally love. enough love. I'm like, okay, right. I listened to Is her. Is it like, her, oh, now now that I have had fifty number ones, or what was it, fifty songs? It's fifty. It's a. It was Towards to mark. Having it's actually very tenuous to have fifty songs in the Billboard Dance Club charts. So she in had, the dance club. Yeah. <laughs> so she released like a fifty-track compilation of remixes and original remixes from the back in the day of like Holiday and like a Prayer and all that kind of stuff, which you know Has she are freely been, available. Like, a, da- a dance music artist longer than she's been a pop artist. Um, of course, like, this. W- yeah. When she switched over, when she made the change with Ray Light. She kind of stayed within like dance and disco after mm. that. Maybe she's been like a you know dance what? charts lady for longer than a pop lady. If you haven't listened to um, the recent episode of Song Exploder with her about Hung Up, I would recommend it. It's very good. So you're probably, I love Hung Up. Yeah. I mean, it's great. It's, and it's, it's an great ABBA song. song. <laughs> and it's, yeah. a, it's the only official, officially sampled ABBA song that I'm aware of. Um, and she oh. talks about that as well. Um, going to the going to the um going to their houses, going to Bjorn's house and asking them god. personally. Oh my god, I saw this it. TikTok um and it was I mean it's from a documentary, but I just get all my content through TikTok now. Um and it was a clip of ABBA. I don't know what documentary it is, I must find it. And it's the four of them in the studio um listening to the instrumental of Dancing Queen, and they don't have the lyrics yet, but they're just kind of going like and like talk, talking to each other about like oh yeah and, the, and then this it's is like the part get where back this moment. month and stuff it was it was literally like a get back moment and I was thinking I was like I think the only other band that I would want a get back from like I don't want it from like the Rolling Stones no. or do you know what I mean but I think ABBA I'm like 
you just need four kind of gas people with interesting interpersonal relationships, but nothing too high stakes. And I think Abba's <laughs> perfect for that. Like, yeah, nothing like madly illegal going on, but yeah. you know, bit of bit of spicy nice. drama. Question number six. According okay. to the Gospels of Matthew, Mark and Luke, Jesus walked the desert for 40 days and 40 nights. Satan, during this time, tempts Jesus to do three things. Name one of them. Um, See, question six, I started to get a little bit tenuous with the, <laughs> with um, the theme. <laughs> I haven't been to church for a long time. Um, do you not do birthday church? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Birthday church. <laughs> birthday church. <laughs> no. Um, what... Um, what three and things? I will I, I will say if you get like you only have to name one and if you're within the right vibe I'll give it to you uh, subscribe to his YouTube channel <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean I mean I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna give you I'll give you another shot to get another one but if you don't get another one I might give you a half a point for that um 40 days, 49, so what did he do? It was something, like, was he fasting or something as well? Was it, like, eating? So Jesus was fasting. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to give you two half points. So he, he, he tempted like the grassy him to... all over again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is. Oh, no. Okay, you get a full point. So he, um, he tempted him to make bread out of stones to relieve his own hunger. So... Oh food half point for that and the yeah the one that really intrigued me is subscribe to his youtube channel because he asked him to worship satan in return for all the kingdoms of the world and really what is an influencer but somebody who worships satan yeah in return for all the kingdoms of the world so yes you, 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 promising you do the get earth. a point for that they promised the earth that's what you're they saying they promised the earth yeah uh, i think not only did you give a sufficient answer you also made a very um uh poignant commentary on uh internet culture in this is what the I'm here age. to do. This is what I'm here to so, <laughs> in what year was the U2 song 40 released? What what song is that? It 40. is from oh no I can't tell you what album it's from because I tell you the year. <laughs> I don't know the U2 song 40. I don't know if it was a single. I just looked up U2 40 because I wanted a U2 song. <laughs> this is the worst quiz ever. I feel like it's it's definitely it's early vibes. Um, it's called 40 and it's based on a Psalm Psalm number 40 from from the Bible. Of, of course it is. We need a Craig Fitzpatrick in here to name we it. We need to, Craig. Should singles. we call him? <laughs> uh, 1983. 1983 is correct from their you. album it was War. War. Yeah. Okay. Stunning. <laughs> Question number eight. Not Niall, so bad. Yes. You are a Libra. By what element is your zodiac sign ruled? The options are fire, earth, air, and water. I think I should know this because I've looked it up recently. Mm. Um... I mean, which do you feel like? Is it, do you feel fiery? Do you feel airy? Watery? I don't know what it is, but I'm going to say air. <laughs> it is indeed air. Um, you are compatible with other air signs as well as your fellow Libras. 
that's just a little oh, well, I am, there. I am with a Libra, which, you know, uh, conventional Perfect. wisdom says don't do that. Um, um, no, no, it's, I think it's fine. It's, it's, it's fine. fine for Libras. It's, fine. it's absolutely fine yeah. for Libras um, because you guys are all about balance because you have that scale. Yes. Um, and we weigh, that's we weigh all, up all options and yeah. people. Yeah, that is literally the extent of my knowledge of that. Um, if anyone's wondering, I am a Scorpio. Okay, number nine. Forty is the number of spaces on a standard Monopoly board. Which of the following I- Irish phrases does not appear on the back of a standard Irish Monopoly box? A. Crack August Kjol. B. Cage Mila Falcha. Or C. Rira August Rula Bula. <laughs> Rira August Rula Bula. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> do you, do you have really Monopoly obvious? at home? <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. So this is. This is question number nine, right? And at this stage in making the quiz, I, I appreciate this quiz, by the way. I just want to say, again. <laughs> I was on the Wikipedia page for the number forty. <laughs> um, it is not a prime number. Um, I learned a lot about the number forty. It's the only number um, or like word number that is spelt in uh, alphabetical order. F O R T Y. Um, lots of great facts about 40 now. Um, I will be 32 in November, just so you know. Uh, looking forward to hearing some great, some great facts then. Okay, final question. Question 10. Which Kate Bush album, alongside you, turned 40 this year? Oh, um, which Kate Bush album? It's, um, I must be one of the... It's not the, it's not Hounds of Love, for sure. Uh, I can't remember the name of her first two albums right now. Would you like a hint? Yes, I'd love a hint. Okay, I don't yet know what the hint is. So arbitrary quiz. I'm gonna go to the Wikipedia page for the album and I'm going to read out the third sentence on the Wikipedia page. Okay. Um, I can't remember the name of her first This album peaked at number three on the UK album chart and has been certified silver by the BPI but initially sold less than its predecessors and was met with mixed critical reception. Five singles from the album's from the album were released including the UK number one Sat In Your Lap and the title track. Oh, I love that song. Okay. Um. The critical standing of the album has improved significantly in recent decades. Um, what is that in your lap on? I can't remember the name of that album. I remember you kind okay. of see the cover in my head. It is called... The Dreaming. No, I don't have it yet. Yeah, Grant. Okay. The Dreaming. Yeah. Never, I don't think I would have got that. That's okay. Niall, you did well. I didn't. Considering, anyway. no, you got, I think, because I wasn't adding up as we go along. <laughs> I think you got five out of ten. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, mid, a middle of the road guy. <laughs> halfway to 80. Halfway, halfway to 80. To halfway to the, Ace in this yeah. <laughs> So there you go. There's your birthday quiz. I'm Thank you. sorry. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> 
<laughs> I fully thought that that was the best quiz ever. And then it, I started reading it and I was like, oh God. This is awful. <laughs> anyway, happy really birthday, Niall. It. it was great. Thanks so much. <laughs> I took the day off yesterday just to prepare yeah, for the tell quiz. Yeah, tell me about your day. Didn't work, Didn't work out. <laughs> I went to Table Wine for dinner in on uh, off Camel Street, which is great. It used to be Ooh. meet me in the morning. Uh, really lovely, lovely place. I would recommend it uh, highly. And uh, just uh, flew around town for a while, really, in the afternoon. Flutering, flutering. That was it. Went to Vice and uh, hung out. I had loads of other plans, but sure, it didn't work out that way. But um, oh. yeah, it's just nice to have a That's have an okay. afternoon off. And well, you're having a chill. bash this weekend. Um, I'm having a party at, at the weekend. Yeah, yeah, it'll be. And- all the listeners are invited. Uh, we will put the address in. <laughs> I go to Niles first for pre-drinks, and then um, and then we'll we'll go on to. Yeah, yeah guys, we'll just, have pranks. <laughs> yeah, find out where he lives. I was on the bus, and there was a load of youngins on it, young lads. Uh, I'd say like first year students, and they were using the word pranks, and I was like, oh, oh. it's still going that word. Yeah, still no, going. no thanks. And well, I think it's it's being used now at this stage, post ironically. Um, so, yeah. Do you know, it was, you know, with with the colleges being back, one thing that is noticeable this year compared to obviously the last two years for obvious reasons that I don't have to bring up is that the student night has returned. New student nights are back in town. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're happening. I've I've passed Harcourt Street twice this week at like a late enough time uh, on the Mm. Lewis. Um, I went to cinema twice this week. So I was on the Lewis about kind of like 11 or half 11 ish. And um, oh, queues right down the road, Harcourt Street. Everybody freezing. Yeah. They all look like babies. We're back, baby. Like, we're back. We're back. We are back. Yeah. Points for three fifty. Yeah. <sighs> I do, I'm just like, is that okay? I'm I'm getting really old. I'm looking at them. I'm like, no, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> Someone yeah. get her a burger. But um. <laughs> anyway, they're never back. tempted That's to just... do an old student night now. No. Definitely not now that no. I'm, I'm of of age for that. <laughs> Definitely not. No, no. Um, I was now. I wasn't cool then. You know, I wasn't. Like I, when I was in college, I went out with all my college buddies to wherever we all decided to go because there was like twenty mm. of us, so we'd all just go together. And you wouldn't be going to the coolest places now for sure. No, I mean the no. Turks Head was probably the coolest place I went to at the time. Or there was yes. a place called uh, an old fire station. What was it called? It was just called fireworks or something like that. Yeah, fireworks probably or something like that. <laughs> it was it was near near Trinity there. Um, it was like a if that was yeah. now it'd be called fire emoji or three fire emojis. That's what yeah. I call my club night. Um, <laughs> do you want to hear about the two movies I saw this week? But yeah, yeah, I would like to. But first, also just to say, um, the uh, another thing that happened this week is the budget oh. in Ireland. And oh, just, yes. Just very briefly, in case, because it is kind of boring, but it's also Why, important. You are 40, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I would not have been right, talking about the budget. Um, but no, I'm interested because, you know, in the grand scheme of things, uh, obviously we had, uh, I had a big event last weekend called Night Moves in uh, the Fruit and Veg Market as part of Culture Night, which is something I've been working yes. on over the last three or four months. And, Congratulations uh, on it. Thanks. Uh, yeah, well, really well. Everybody, it was great. Yeah, it was great. It was great. Um, I got funding from um, DCC and the Arts Council and uh, and the government as well to put it on. So it just meant it was a big, big production. And uh, despite some worries in advance about like uh, what who um, 
certain people who might show up or like ravers was was the issue um from people who maybe don't understand what club culture is these days so the whole point of this was to show that clubbing is culture and it should be part of culture night and also the fruit and veg market has been um lying there for two and a half years unused and, and empty uh, well uh, it was being used for a local construction company for a hotel to store their equipment Till recently, um, but we were able to get in and use the place for the first time. So we had um, six DJs or collectives in there, including like Lumo, Pop Dungeon, uh, Skin and Blister, uh, Club Comfort, Billy Scurry was in there. We also had a talk as well. So the talk part of it is going to be uh, posted online on the 909 um, feed tomorrow or well, probably the same day as you hear this if no it'll be it'll be tomorrow so it'll be friday so look out for that that's coming up after this episode um so just that with that features sunil sharp uh, from give us the night we have um karen miano from uh, orangens ella we had uh, claire byrne from the green party and uh, carly heath who's the bristol nighttime economy advisor so i have the full recording of that and uh, michael mcdermott from Totally Dublin, who was the co-producer with me on the event, he hosted the talk. So I think there's loads of interesting things to hear there. But one of the things that was discussed uh, as part of that, because uh, Sunil has been banging on about these special exemption orders. Now, you may have heard me talk about these before. These are <clears throat> the, for every night that a nightclub or, or a venue wants to open late past, whether it's for a student night, or whatever it is, uh, past half 12, they have to apply for a special exemption order in the courts. There's court fees and a week and a nightly, uh, a day, like a basically per night, you spend 410 euro plus uh, uh, solicitor's fees just to, to, for them to represent you and get it in the first place. So this is something that a lot of uh, the big uh, and small um, venues uh, who want to open late need to do act on an active basis. We were hoping that, um, there was been in, there has been some indications last year. Um, they actually uh, waived the fees for a while um, during COVID, but uh, they were just let brought back in. And the budget announced that instead of it being abolished, they're just being halved in terms of uh, uh, fees. So it's now two hundred and five per night, which is disappointing because there's been a lot of hope and there's a lot of talk about this upcoming alcohol bill and how it's going to affect nightlife and. Uh, it is something that you know is was key to the the culture night offering as well as a lot of there is a lot of talk about the nighttime economy and uh, mm. according to the budget there's a which I haven't been able to find out exactly what that means yet a six million nighttime economy fund is to be established um, as part of it uh, so those two things in in the main I mean there's obviously like funding Sorry, for the arts I council ask, yes. Um, I'm in the dark about an upcoming alcohol bill. What what is what's that going to entail? So this has been um this has been on the cards for quite a while now, and it's basically um we're going to change the licensing laws finally in this country so that um our uh, our dance licensing and our event licensing isn't going to be tied uh, necessarily to alcohol. Um, it means that okay. it may work in a different way. Um, <clears throat> we hope that it will. The suggestion is that um, it'll be brought in 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 the coming weeks, which means that we could see uh, staggered uh, closing times. I see Free Now very recently were putting out um, a, a missive saying that they we should have staggered closing times. The guards agree we had staggered closing times is good for everyone. There's mm-hmm. a general awareness that like things we can do to improve the nighttime economy because that's what we call late night activities now and that could be anything mm-hmm. and that is also means tourism and safety and security and um, 24 hour buses. Just the 
what we're hearing is that this may uh, happen soon because we've been talking about it for a long time. Helen McEntee, the Minister for Justice, is responsible for it. So we're hearing that it's going to happen. And there was a lot of talk at the uh, at the talk last week at Culture Night um, about that. Um, okay. So it is on the cards. It means that potentially, I mean, what we would expect is that those... Um, those uh, special exemption orders will be abolished. They should be abolished because they don't make sense. And uh, so, I mean, uh, having is okay, but why? I mean, it basically puts the burden on a, you know, nightclub or venue operators to basically uh, fund the courts is what Sunil was saying. So, yeah. um, so you'll hear that whole no, chat. Um, there's no regulation on, you know, how much you need to pay a solicitor. So if you're paying half the fee, but your solicitor's prices aren't regulated. What's to stop your solicitor just putting up their price or, you know? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess you could just find a different solicitor if they're going to do that. But um, yeah. yeah, it's it's a, it's a an interesting one because I think it's really an indication of where we're going with uh, the future of this kind of stuff. Um, because, yeah, it's a bit disappointing. It's only half. It's a bit like the, the contraception thing, you know, free contraception mm. for, for women up to 30. You're like, yeah, yeah but what about the rest of them? <laughs> you know? yeah. What about like it was like it's like well we why can't we just do it all at once? Why does it's it have actually, to be? It's um, actually women and girls between uh, sixteen and thirty. So if you're under sixteen, yeah. you can't get it either. Yeah, um, exactly. So is, and and the why why do why do we have to do that? Why that, you know? Yeah, why is it that case? Not why can't why do we can't why do we have to do baby steps all the time? I think that's. Yeah. A lot of the issues but yeah, yeah look if, um, if for more on this if you are interested and i think you should be if you're any interested in nightlife and i think it is uh you know the only thing you can do is really talk to your local politicians about this to put pressure on them and i think you see with the the night moves event happening in veg market getting loads of people in there to see what that space is like mm. fires the brain and fires the imagination and also engages people in the city in a way that they haven't been before a lot of people walk by that building it's a beautiful building it's been sitting there they're like now you see a lot of people in the last few days and the last week since they've been in gone it's great to see this place activated what can we do to keep it here we need yeah. spaces like this the yeah. that's the great thing about culture night is that it yeah. does, like, like exactly what you said it, it ignites those ideas and people like why what why is it that we only have you know what why are galleries open late only one night a year like what like, Look! Look yeah. at all the stuff that we managed to put together. Um, yeah, for, like for, culture. For culture tonight. is Why for, we have more of this. You know, culture is every day, not just for you know culture yeah. night. You know? So exactly. it's like there, there's certainly, you know, I think because it was part of culture night as well. You see that a lot of people with a vested interest, including the um, Maureen Kennelly from the Arts Council, came into the gig and stuff like that. People who wouldn't normally mm. come to maybe a a dance music event so that was really interesting counsellors and people like that who have a vested interest and who work with DCC in that regard so we hope maybe that the Night Moves uh, event will fire some imaginations and, and hope and, and bring some change to I mean that's a lofty goal but like it does help mm. move the story on activate a space use it in a really interesting way that isn't dangerous and is very safe and maybe there is opportunity down, uh, in the future while this place is uh, the Fruit and Veg Market is currently lying 
idle in terms of development until 2026. So there is a meanwhile or temporary use of space that could be applied there. We've shown yeah. you can do it. A bit, a little bit of infrastructure uh, and you could really turn that space into a, everyone was like the warehouse project. Why don't we have the warehouse project? That's exactly what the warehouse project is in Manchester. Mm. Taking over a space like that and you could put on a series of events that happen uh, from certain times and the soundproof, a lot of the, you know, the sound things for, for residentials, uh, for residents, you could actually address that, I think, as well. So there's all those issues. Anyway, And if there's any group the of people in the country who can mobilize very, very quickly and make use of temporary spaces without it having to be tied up in all this kind of bureaucratic nonsense that the government are used to, it is arts and culture workers. <laughs> We've seen that. We saw it during the pandemic. We saw how quickly... Um, a space or an event or a, an online event or a gig or whatever it is can come together within a few days of people mm. just mucking in yeah. and getting it done because arts workers do that like I nobody know, I, else so it's something i've heard as well the tech the tech crew in this in this uh country have a great reputation and yeah uh, i heard a story recently um about the Garth Brooks gigs and you know a lot of people did a, like there was so much lighting in that at that uh, venue that there was more lighting in that venue than the entire the rest of Ireland in a normal uh, week um, Lord. and they just like I know somebody who worked on it and they did 19 days work on it and they said that mm. The stark contrast is that the American crews are not as good um, in terms really? of how they operate yeah so you know like if you have you got as lights, in not not as efficient not as efficient. No, mm. they they operate on a different. They don't do things efficiently. So for example, you know, like the big trusses of lights that you have on a big stage. When when you're when you're putting them up or or, or tinkering with them, you bring them down from, from the from the roof and work on them on the ground. And then you put them back mm. up. The American crews were going up with big ladders to fix them <laughs> instead of bringing them down. It was like just yeah. like little practical things. Like lads, what are you doing? It was like they've never been questioned. These people yeah. have never been questioned. There's a reason so, yeah. why we have a word in this country for cop on that doesn't really exist <laughs> in any other culture. Because we do we've a little bit of cop on here. Mm. <laughs> so that's yeah. Absolutely. That's interesting. I have a friend who went to one of the Garth Brook gigs with her mom and uh she ordered a wine and I uh, was given like she they gave her a pint of wine. <laughs> so, <laughs> nice. Nice. This is a brilliant photo of her in her cowboy hat with a pint of wine just sent into the group chat. Just, I'm at Garth Brooks, <laughs> which is great. Oh, I really would have loved to see him. But Nice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it kind of just took over, didn't it? Yeah, it really yeah. took over all of our lives. My friend lived uh, nearby and he was just listening to it every night and you're like... Mm. Ah, yeah, it'd be great. It would just seep I still into only it. know, I think, two songs of his, but... um, Oh, Speaking of mad documentaries that are a lot of fun to watch, I watched the Bross documentary finally. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, my God. Not because one That's of them, great. the one with the hair, the singer, he's in Strictly this year. Oh, um, I see. So Strictly started last week and he's in it. Um, so before I watched Strictly, um, Harry was like, OK, you have to watch the Bross documentary because I'd seen kind of clips from it. Um and on Strictly, he came second last in the first week. No one goes home the first week in Strictly, but he came second last and he wasn't, he wasn't happy about it. Like he didn't throw a tantrum or anything, but like I could just tell, like he, he was taking it so seriously. I'm like, mm. this was a very serious moment for him. But anyway, oh, I watched the documentary and Congress. I made a conscious decision because of Stevie Wonder never to be superstitious. <laughs> 
<laughs> that that line will remain with me for the rest of my life. It is so good. If anyone hasn't seen it, it is on Netflix right now. Oh, is um, it? Oh, great. Yeah, Good show. it's on Netflix and it's just, it's so, so much fun. They are so completely and utterly unaware of how ridiculous they are that it's almost charming. Like, <laughs> I, I sort of wish I didn't know how I came across to other people as much as they don't know, you know? Yeah, They're yeah. just thoroughly unbothered by it. Um, it'd be nice yeah, to be so great. oblivious. <laughs> Completely oblivious. Like, oh, some of the quotes from it, like, are just absolutely stunning. Like, wh- one of them was like, oh, I'm, I'm a London guy. I love London. Um, Big Ben, Black Cabs. <laughs> like, and just starts, like, naming London stuff. And you're like, yeah, no, we, we get it. Like, you're from London. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Um, uh, but I went to see the Bowie documentary on Monday night, Moon Age Daydream, um, which is getting a lot of like attention at the minute. Um, it's been reviewed very, very well. Um, mm. Mark Kermode gave it five stars in The Observer um, and went to see it in The Lighthouse. And I have to say, I thought it was excellent. I thought it was a really creative um format um it wasn't it wasn't re- i mean it was kind of loosely chronological but um it was more kind of here are some themes from his life mm. um and so you 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 might have a a a section that is scored by a performance of his there's a lot of live performances in it um and a lot of them i believe we haven't seen before um that it's kind of new footage but yeah you'd have a section of him doing like moon age daydream or you know starman or or whatever but it would be interspersed with clips that might be from much later in his career or much earlier in his career just depending on whatever theme that section is Mm. and i think it's much more like when i came out of it i felt like i understood like even if you've watched tons of bowie documentaries about like his music and his musicianship I came out of this understanding a lot more about his creative process Mm. and his attitude towards creativity and his attitude towards kind of um purpose and uh I guess I guess a little bit legacy as well so there are there are those clips you know of that that BBC presenter asking him about whether or not he's a bisexual which is how English people used to pronounce the word bisexual, <laughs> bisexual. Uh, I think we should bring that back. I think that's great. <laughs> I, I now identify as bisexual and I will ask people to, uh, to, to pronounce it correctly in my presence. But um, yeah, so there is things like that. And, you know, he, his, his sort of um, his persona in those kind of early interviews where he's, he's really, really, really charming. And yet he's not giving people you know what they want uh in an interview he's he's kind of refusing to be the kind of controversial that they're looking for but in doing so ends up being quite controversial and quite you know forward thinking and forward looking and kind of mind mind opening and mind expanding um but he just has such a view or had such a beautiful way of like talking about the world and talking about his own place within the world and maybe other people have kind of read those into I, I you know I've 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 kind of heard or like I heard him talk a little bit, but this, this is very much centered around that. Um, 
I feel like I I um, experienced some of that in the um, David Bowie is exhibition that was on mm. um, over five years from um, I think it finished in twenty nineteen um, okay. uh, the VNA exhibition so that toured around the world um, when he died I happened to be in um, uh, Groningen where the um, exhibition was actually actually was so I oh wow I mean he died the morning I arrived uh there for Eurosonic and the exhibition was on uh, mm. at the time um so it was just very sad to be there yeah. and but it's also it's a wonderful documentary and I think you are a wonderful exhibition you really do get a sense there's lots of those kind of like little snatches of of his interviews and Obviously, they have a lot of paraphernalia, including his little cocaine spoon. And, yeah. Uh, but I was like some of that, like what he wore in Labyrinth. But also what I discovered as well is like that I didn't really know that he was, he really loved making like little dioramas, like the little um, theater um, yeah. kind of, what would you call it? Like sets, little like uh, like planned sets and he would build them and things mm. like that. So uh, yeah, it's just really interesting. And, and I'm looking yeah, forward to seeing this documentary. Yeah, there was a lot to do now. with his, his art in it, like his paintings and... He was really like not not that confident when it came to exhibiting them. Um, there's an interview that he was doing, uh, I think, on a, on an American show, and he was asked, um, you know, when when are we going to see these paintings? And he and he said, I've I've been booked in for an exhibition twice now, and uh, I've had to pull out and let people down twice because I'm just not I'm not confident enough um, to show people. No. But you know, he went to. Um, he went to West Berlin and he painted a lot of portraits there um, and tried to kind of capture the the mood or the story. But he also said that he put a lot of himself into those paintings and that they were really kind of deeply personal. Um, and I suppose, you know, in his music in the 80s, he was going into a time where he was sharing less about himself and more about like his like newfound optimism and uh you know, just wanting everyone to have a good time. So it's kind of a, a bit of a contrast there. But like, I mean, visually and sonically, the film is so, it's an assault. Like it is, it's so much color. It's incredibly vibrant. Um, the, like I, I was in screen two in the lighthouse and the sound was just like, it was mind blowing. Um, I think it is available in IMAX and I think I would recommend seeing it in IMAX. Um, I can imagine it would only enhance the experience, but it's, it's a really, really creative documentary. I would recommend seeing it in theaters. It's long and I find I tend to have a bit more patience when I'm in a theater for something that's quite long um especially something like this that's a bit kind of loose with its structure you might get a bit distracted at home um but also just for the kind of the the spectacle of it um it is really brilliant there's beautiful you know bits of like animation in it and really creative editing and stuff and yeah it's great i really loved it yeah um, I, I i'd say you'd really enjoy it now yeah, it's it's showing <clears throat> it's showing for another week or so, I think. I believe mm. in Dublin, so yeah, I'm gonna try and make that for sure. Yeah. Lovely. And last night, I went to see. <laughs> by contrast. By contrast, I saw "Don't Worry, Darling," starring <laughs> my girlfriend Florence Pugh and my long-term husband and son Harry Styles, um, and also Chris Pine. Um, and do you know what? You've not seen it, right? No. It's good. Like it is a 
three and three out of five. Like it, yeah. it's good. It's enjoyable. It's suspenseful. Um, I know you're wondering how Harry did. He was fine. He was like, he was, there were moments where you're like, ah, acting. He's doing some acting there. Um, but other moments when he's the character and, um, Thankfully, I oh my god, because I'd I'd heard initially that um he does an American accent in it, and I was like, oh, I don't know about that. So mm. when he opened his mouth first, and it was his accent, his like north 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 of England accent, I was like, oh, thank God, I can relax now. Now there is because of plot stuff, um, a couple of sequences in which he is doing an American accent. It's much less convincing, um, but it's all I've also heard far worse from professional actors do you know what I mean but um yeah. yeah it's a little bit distracting watching him because you're like he is the most kind of famous mm. male face right now you know he's absolutely huge at the moment you know he's touring and he had his album he's just massive and he's fat on Chris Pine and <laughs> all of it but um confirmed the film confirmed spot on him um the film itself is really good. I really like the plot. It's kind of like a like a Black Mirror episode. It's not too deep, but it makes some interesting kind of commentary about um about social media and um how men in particular can get sucked in by people like Andrew Tate and um mm, okay. uh, Jordan Peterson. I think uh, Chris Pine based his performance around a, a, a Jordan Peterson kind of character and you can definitely kind of feel that. Chris Pine is really good in it. He's having a lot of fun with that character and you can tell he's really enjoying playing yeah. it. Um, Florence Pugh is better than the film um, because of course she is. She's probably the best actor working in the world right now. Um, and she she really elevates it. She really lifts it up and she gives it her all and she's fantastic. Olivia Wilde is also fantastic in it as well. Interesting yeah. score. Um, reminded me a bit of like kind of a Jordan Peele. Um, is it in Us where it's that kind of like breathy, like ha, ha, ha. Or yeah. is it? Or is it Get Out? It's one of them anyway. It's that kind of score um, and visually really cool. And it doesn't answer all your questions at the end. You're kind of left with a bit of like, ooh, what, what was that part about? And it mm. kind of se sends you off into the internet to like look up, look up theories and stuff about it. So like, it's not, so it's not, not, not a car crash. Film. No, not at all. Uh, there is a car crash in it, um, but it, <laughs> it is not, it is absolutely not a car crash. Um, it's it it's annoying that the film was kind of you know I I feel sorry for Olivia Wilde um, that you know her sec her her first like non comedy you know directorial debut um, when she's kind of when she established herself really 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 well with Booksmart which I th I just thought was a magnificent film um, was kind of overshadowed by all this stuff. Now, did I watch every TikTok on the subject? Yes, I did. Did I follow every, you know, Twitter thread? Like, was I sending 12 minute voice notes to my friends who didn't know what was going on, explaining what was happening? Yes, I did. Um, did I get any work done on the day of the Venice Film Festival? No, I didn't. So, you know, I was here, I was amongst it. I loved all the drama, but I, I do think that like the message of the film is a much more interesting one um, and one that we would do well to discuss in public um, much more than 
the, you know, whether or not Harry Styles spat on Chris Pine, whether or not mm. he and Olivia Wilde split up, whether or not there's a feud between Florence Pugh and Olivia Wilde, you know. And I mean, if there was a feud on set, my God, neither of those women let us know in the movie. Like they were fantastic together in it. The best scenes were those two together, were Olivia Wilde and uh, Florence Pugh together. Okay. And what else about it? Yeah, it was just... Oh, there was a, like there was some giggling in the in the theater, um, and I didn't mind it at some times, but there were some like serious uh, scenes in which Harry Styles might have been doing a bit of acting, and he was doing well, and it was an important scene in the movie. And when you hear a little giggling, it's like. Mm. Stop it. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Just watch it at home. If you if you yeah. want to have like a fun, you know, do it at home. Cinema's not a place to have fun. Cinema's a place <laughs> for everyone to shut up and watch the movie. Um, but uh, but no, I did have a little giggle when he first came on the screen. I was like, hee hee. Nice. That's my man. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't recommend like, you know, rushing out to go see it, but watch it. You know, if it comes out in streaming or if you can access it at home definitely watch it like it's good fun i'm sure it'll be out soon absolutely yeah, yeah. right that's it that's it from is us it? this week is it yeah lovely just yeah. a little coffee just a little casual uh, uh, hour chat coffee morning yeah <laughs> coffee morning exactly yes yeah lovely um yeah okay. there's loads of, i've been watching uh I, like i see I feel like everyone's watching Bad Sisters. Are you watching Bad Sisters? No, it's on my list for this week to start watching it. I've watched a bit of it on Gogglebox. <laughs> so so I know it's... I know so the, it does ruin a lot vibe. of it for you, to be honest. Okay. And um, it does, you but do I love go, Sharon Horgan, so... Yeah. But there's some amazing. sort of... Uh, what's that word? Um, the German word uh, of like... Schadenfreude? Yeah, that word... <laughs> Shouting Friday, uh, yeah. uh, actually really enjoying how shit somebody is. What a what a dick somebody yeah. is. Yeah, uh, oh, he seems that is the oh. central part of that show. It's like it's like, oh god, I absolutely hate this person. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I saw like you know a five minute clip of it on Gogglebox, and I was already seething. I was at the stage where like you know the way you hear of um, actors playing bad characters in soaps and they get attacked on the street by old women i watched yeah. five minutes of this um of your man in bad sisters and i was like if i ever see this guy in the street i'm gonna fucking smack him <laughs> like, yeah, and he's yeah, really yeah. good yeah so i'm gonna it's apple tv is it yeah yeah apple okay TV, yeah sweet uh, um, very enjoyable very enjoyable indeed Excellent. But yeah, look, we may, may keep the the rest of the uh, immediate oh, yeah. watch for for next week. Um, yeah. For for what we've been listening to in September, because there's been a load of albums released and a load of things um, in the last couple of weeks. So yeah, I've got a few. Yeah, got Jesus a few. There has actually, yeah, yeah. It's been mm. a busy period. But yeah, that's it from us this week. Uh, thanks for joining us. Um, and also, yeah, stick around for the next. Um, uh, bonus episode essentially um from live from culture night a panel live from culture night um and thanks andrea uh, that was great i loved the quiz even though i was terrible at you're it. welcome no even though <laughs> i was terrible, i take full responsibility for you not doing well in the quiz but hey five out of ten ain't bad as it's meatloaf fine. said so yeah you know halfway halfway there living yeah. on a prayer living on okay. a prayer <laughs> Okay, uh, right. patreon.com forward slash 909 if you want to join the Discord and get other benefits like Niall's radio shows and stuff. Other bits. 
we're, we're currently doing a music league in the yeah. Discord. Oh moment. my god, I don't understand the music league. I oh I you have to log in. You have to log in yesterday. and do scores to on the actual website. Okay, I, d- I didn't do my scores today. I didn't oh. put in any. I just I just I'm gave be in some trouble in the Discord. Votes. It's okay. Okay. It's Are you in it as well? Yeah. Okay. Well, can we talk on this about what we put in as our karaoke songs? Yeah, or, sure. Or it's not. Or it's not. Will it? I think be it'll be fine. Known by then. I don't know. <laughs> I don't understand. I don't really right, know we'll, how it we'll, works. We'll, we'll talk off mic about it. It's fine. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Bye, everyone. Okay. <laughs> bye. Bye. Yeah. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.